the same intro as hey, Sally. every other week. That we have. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, we have a guest. Yes, no we way. We, we do. do. Caleb, welcome <laughs> to the Overflow. We're so honored that you're here. Um, yeah. This is going to be, this is our first guest on the I Overflow. Can't believe I, can't, Come on. I can't believe I'm seeing Caleb in front of my eyes right now. Alex, <laughs> this is technically your guest, so talk I mean, a little this, bit about that. This is super like strange because for, for where I know you, uh-huh. from Atlanta, and now you live in Clover, Clover. Yeah. out of all places. I'm like, how is this real? I didn't, realize, <laughs> I didn't realize you were in Clover. Yes. Yeah. No way. Yeah, and I'm like, how is this real? I know. Like, it doesn't I make know. no yeah. sense. And then you're on staff at a wonderful church mm-hmm. in Charlotte. And um, it's just, I, I'm still like, wow, I can't believe this is actually happening. Knowing you, I don't know, I think seven, eight years. Crazy. I think I've seen you longer than that, but I've known That's you for right. about that long. So. so how did you guys know each other when you talk about Atlanta? What do you mean? He He's from Atlanta. Yeah. Or at yeah. least you lived there for a long time, right? Yeah, yeah pretty much from Atlanta. Yeah. And, and you met him in Atlanta? Yeah, so our mutual friend was through Charlie. Yeah. Charlie, and travel. then um, there was a church. Uh, Victory. Victory mm-hmm. Church. Yeah, so Charlie would take me down there and we'd go go hang. Got to meet Caleb. Yes. You know, oh my and then obviously gosh. he's just a stud and, you know, <laughs> like just, just a, an amazing, amazing person. Yeah. And pure in heart and always mm-hmm. so joyful. Um, and then we got to do like several Spanish events yes. together. Yes. And so those were always very wonderful. Wow. One of those events, you got to share your testimony yes. as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I remember, uh, I remember that one night. Like no, nobody saw him before he got on like uh, on the drums. So he's playing drums. Everybody's like in awe because he's an incredible drummer. Gets off the drums and they see that he's like missing a leg. And I remember seeing a kid like, and he was oh like, goodness. like, and the kids are just like, what? Because it's 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 so amazing to see an incredible talent. Yeah. You know, not just an okay drummer, but an incredible drummer. Yeah. And then to have no excuse It's like, yeah. no, 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 this is this is not going to be the end of me. Like. Wow. And you oh, pursued wow. and continued like, um, yeah, because you, you haven't been, um, what's the right term to like, what? Pair, like uh, missing been. a leg your whole life. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Like, and you Definitely were a drummer not. when Paraplegic. you had both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not the word. That's not, that's not, not Caleb, what's the right word? <laughs> Amputee. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Educate us. Wait, I'm sorry. I went back to biblical times <laughs> and I was thinking about one get, story. Get, get. My bad. So, so yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I was so confident in that too. Like, Bro, yesterday, yesterday in your message, I think I don't know if it was first or second service, you say you make words up. Yeah. 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 Uh, Bruce, you know, y'all know Bruce. Bruce came to me and said, what you should have said is, I just say things, but the Holy Spirit in, your, we'll, in you we'll will figure it out. That's right. That's right. That's right. right. Fix it, yeah. Jesus. Uh, so that's, uh, that's a little bit like how we've met. And yeah. and then above that, like we've we've gotten to do things together, but he's he's gotten to do a whole lot mm. with Charlie as yeah. well. So mm-hmm. um, it's just been wonderful to get to know him and and see what he does. And I don't know if it was the first time that you heard Caleb's testimony, but I remember you came back here and then oh, we were all blessed by it. Like yes. Alex came back and was like, wow. you guys have to hear this story. Oh, it's yeah. beautiful. And oh, um, so I'm not going to go into it. We mm-hmm. want you to share that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, already blessed by it. And then you came to our night of worship. Oh my gosh. And, <laughs> you know, <That's> fire. <laughs> blessed our faces off. <laughs> like I still Rough. go back and why we had posted a clip of you and Tammy and she's like, boom. And then he's yeah. just going off. And it's just, oh, it was Tammy. a beautiful time. She, she had said, before uh, we got to that night because she we did mm-hmm. lunch mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she was like I can't wait for you guys to meet Caleb and Aww. I'll just point to him and be like prophesy like <laughs> yeah. prophesy on the drums, on drums. Yeah. and you're like and it's a whole new that's a whole new like yeah. realm yeah. and perspective for yes. us that yeah. in your gifting you're yeah. prophesying you're talking about playing 
I'm talking about playing. That's what I'm saying. Playing the drums. When I met you, that that phrase, uh, prophetic drummer, I think you even said Mm -hmm. it. I was like, what does that even mean? But as soon as you start playing, it's like, Oh, this is what that is. Yeah, and so yeah. many others too. I've seen had the same like revelation where it's just yeah. like the term seems kind of different or just yeah. you know yeah. untra- not traditional or whatever. Yeah. But then they see it in action. They're like, "This is what the Lord means by like prophesying on your instrument, mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. and and literally mm-hmm. being being able to discern. Oh my, you know, the spirit of God's over that one yeah. musician right now. Yeah. Like, let them prophesy. Yeah. You know, let them be a testimony of what yeah. the spirit of Jesus is. So you good. know, and so, so yeah, that was super fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super fun. Yeah. Such right, a good so night. we in that we gathered for prayer before uh, not a worship, and that, mm-hmm. that's the first time I really yeah. met you. Well, mm-hmm. it was the first time I met you, yeah. but it was. Man, the thing that came off was integrity, mm. but just a passion and mm. um, an intimacy with the Lord. Wow. And I think it's funny. Now we're, we're gonna stop bragging on you for a second. <laughs> like, we'll get done. Let's get through this intro. <laughs> but you you just said it, and it and it made sense. So you were just telling us before we got on that your mom used to take you yeah. to church yeah. when you were fifteen, but yeah. it was not. It was a prayer. It's a prayer room. Yeah. So you, yeah, you would go in there and just like every 15 year old kid, you're like, mom, I don't want to do this. I don't exactly. want to do this. But she stuck with it. Wow. Yeah. And you can see your life just wow. has that blessing over that, it. Absolutely. So, hey, get your kids in church. Prayer, the power of a, a mother that prays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's good. That's, I, I wasn't here when y'all were talking about that. And I just go back to even my mother taking me to go pray at five in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. wow. Oh yeah. So like, true. you know, <laughs> oh so God. often for years, you know, but I don't take it for granted now, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm yeah. like, it's actually like, wow, I actually cherish those, those times. Yeah. So yeah. It's that seed or it's really the foundation mm-hmm. yeah. and we might lose it. Mm-hmm. But then when you, when you get wisdom, when mm-hmm. you get a little older, mm-hmm. you go back to that, you know, yeah. Yeah. that, that has set me up on the right path. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you touched on that in the message yesterday, which was so powerful. You're like, we have to stop thinking that it's a, it's a, it's literally, Really, a false religion yeah. to um, mm-hmm. shower our kids with love by giving them stuff. Bro, that the, mo- the most loving yeah. thing that we could do is mm-hmm. get them in places of prayer wow. where His presence is to be wow. intentional with yes. our kids in the time and the discipleship so portion listen, of their life. Listen to this, Caleb. I know you were at your church, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Th- I did some stats, mm-hmm. and they were from a different pastor, so That's I ripped insane. them off. But anyway, <laughs> this one stat said three point one percent of kids live in America of the whole world. Wow, only three point one percent live in America. Wow, but as Americans. Kids um, own forty percent of the toys bought globally. So my point was, wow. and this was not written down. This was the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, in that moment, he yeah. like, man, it hit me that we buy our kids love. We say we love our kids by what we buy them, but we neglect discipleship. One hundred percent. So we don't train them, yeah, raise them up. No, now this is general. Yeah, right? what's crazy yeah. about that stat yeah. too is how that child becomes an adult, and it's the same tendency. It's the same yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. A big kid. Yeah. yeah, it's just a big kid. Like you continue to want, desire materialistic things, and mm-hmm. you get to a place where it's, it still ain't satisfying. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's a pattern. And that's the well. That well gets deeper and deeper mm-hmm. and deeper, and you can't find what you're looking for because mm-hmm. you you don't know what satisfies mm-hmm. you. You no, just replace right. that with. That's what I was saying. Sorry, I don't, I'll get off of this. No, way. you don't have to. <laughs> we have replaced the spiritual satisfaction that we create, that we need from the Lord. Mm-hmm. We've replaced that with physical and emotional that we get from stuff. That's right. And we have, we've changed it. Mm-hmm. We got to get right. back to mm-hmm. that spiritual joy, which is from the Lord. Mm-hmm. That is so true. It's so good. So good. Well, I do want to touch on yeah. Sunday. Um, uh, so the message portion obviously was beautiful. Uh, we did have our friend Charlie here. Yes. So I love that we're, we've already Charlie started talking about him. Um, but that was super special. Yeah. And we say this every time that he comes here, but I don't know if it's just, be, I, it's not, it's not just because it's a change of mm-hmm. a person. Mm-hmm. Um, it is what Charlie carries, yes. but his ability to I don't know how else to say it other than make the whole room go like, 
Yeah. Like, releasing, <laughs> you know, it's like, it is, it is. Like, walls literally come yeah. tumbling down when he speaks into a room. It's just like, yep. like, he, he there, there's no you. false pretenses. There's mm-hmm. nothing. I want to, before we talk about, like, the, the rest of the, the, what happened yesterday with Charlie, how would you, just de- like, Caleb, how would you describe <laughs> Charlie with Charlie? Now, yeah, people yeah, yeah. who listen to this know Charlie, yes. so yes. it's interesting to oh, see. Oh, that's funny. I, man, it's just... I, I do believe he carries a special anointing, but mm-hmm. it comes from a place of vulnerability. Yes. Yeah. And I, I believe that his vulnerability allows other people to be vulnerable in worship. Mm-hmm. So like what you were saying, there's no false pretense. Mm-hmm. It's just, and it's funny because he's a storyteller. So yes, he just, he, he always he tells stories and he, he captures people with the story mm-hmm. and then they just come into God's story, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I just think that he has such a winsome way of, of doing that. But he is, he is hilarious too. Yeah. So I just think that he, there's a, there's a realness that comes. It's wholeness. It's wholeness. Mm-hmm. It's like you can be you can be holy and awesome in worship, but also I think the realness that comes with just him being who he is and he won't change it for, mm-hmm. for anybody. So I love that about Charlie. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think that's a great way yeah. to sum it up. Yes. That is what it feels like. Yes. And it feels yeah. like no matter how long you've known him, you are talking to a friend. And yep. that's the mm-hmm. realness that comes through yep. where he where he can say, I mean, you mentioned it maybe before we even started recording. Lord, even when I don't have the words, yeah. I believe that you so make yeah. a song rise up in me, you yep. know? Um, and him, I, I think it was second service. He was like, if you knew what my morning was like, <laughs> I I was so you'd be interested. like, why is he? Yeah, I was very invested. I was now like, tell me. To tell <laughs> me. Yeah. But he was like, if you knew what my morning was like, you'd be like, why is he here? Yeah. You yeah. know? And That's and it. that, that well, just does break a lot of walls yeah. down yeah. for yeah. people. And it allows them to be like, Bro, same. Like yeah, how I was on my goes. way to church to my family there or my kids. Like, you know. Yeah. And it's easy to trust him, you know, and that's yeah. what you're saying. He is vulnerable, easy to trust. He draws you out of your comfortability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but but you he doesn't force anything, nope. you know, but he it draws you to to freedom and worship. That's yeah. It. It's a friendship, mm-hmm. you know, trust. Yeah. Yeah, he's love, good. Oh, him. did you notice something about Charlie that I've been waiting on? I was waiting for the first one to do this. <laughs> I, I saw you know it. I, I saw what? it. He was the first one to step onto the, sta- onto the, the black stage. stage. Tammy didn't even step on B stage. <laughs> Charlie, uh, Charlie jumped out there and I was like, he did it. <laughs> Come on. He did it, bro. Come on. He took his guitar off too. He did it. we went in. Shelly looked at me during that last song. She's like, what is happening right now? It was just, bro, the war. Um, oh my gosh! Both services yeah. of the song before you know the message. I mean, the roar of the mm. of the church was it was loud. Yeah. It got on. loud. It was awesome, man. It was a great Come time. On. So good. It was, it was, you know, so special. he's special. What are some of your thoughts um, when you, when Charlie comes in? What are some of his thoughts? Like I don't know if you oof. guys process. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. He this is this is definitely a restful place for him. Mm. Um, he. I think I, I think I can share this, but sometimes he like envies what we have, like mm-hmm. in, in certain degrees, because he sees such unity with yeah. everybody. Mm-hmm. And so there's this thing that we've talked about on the podcast where a lot of times you can go into um, spaces and it's like you see different spirits, like mm-hmm. everybody's like having their own agenda or having a certain way of thinking. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he goes to New River and we're all under the same like spirit. Mm-hmm. We all are after the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so there's no like spirit of division or like yeah. spirit of pride or ego mm-hmm. that's trying to have it our way. Mm-hmm. We're all like so submitted and so yielded to the spirit and he loves that. Yeah. And and the other thing is like we don't overvalue or prioritize things over 
the move of the Lord. Yeah, mm. wow. So one of the questions that we asked during our devotion time yesterday, and this was not planned at all. Yeah. I promise it wasn't. But I just felt like asking Charlie, I was like, you know what, let's just let's just go here. And I was mm-hmm. like, what's how would you describe um when when we talk about a Sunday program? Mm. I said, Charlie, remind me of the conversation we had where you talked about how we tend to worship a program over other things, mm-hmm. you know? And he just started to articulate um the beauty of being able to have a balance between Okay, it's good to have a, um, how would you say, like a structure, a structure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. at the same time, what is the importance of being open to the Spirit of God yeah. and to the wind of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. when He wants to do something? And yep. we kept using this word disrupt. Mm-hmm. And disrupt tends to be like a harsh word or like a big mm-hmm. word because mm-hmm. who wants to be disrupted? <laughs> yeah. So often when you get disrupted, you feel offended or you feel like just you want to kill somebody. Yeah. Like, don't, mm-hmm. don't interrupt me, right. you know? But the Lord so often is like, hey, like I have to interrupt, you know, I have to disrupt whatever you call comfort or familiarity Mm. or or what you think is a healthy rhythm for your life. But you're not allowing me to be me Mm -hmm. in your life. Right. You know, and so he he talked about the beauty of it's okay to have a program, but how how are you allowing the Lord to also disrupt the program? That's it. You know, and so you can have authentic um I don't know, worship mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, space, mm-hmm, you know, what is mm-hmm. he trying to say? Um, yeah. And he also um, paralleled, paralleled that with, we tend to stay stuck in what God has already done as if we want him to do that thing he did, wow. uh, you know, before, do it again when he's like, no, I want to do something fresh that's mm-hmm. that's because it. that's how big I am. That's how refreshing I am. Mm-hmm. I don't have to um, just stick to old things mm-hmm. and act like this is what's going to satisfy you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a loving father. I'm gracious. I'm generous. That's and it. I want to continue to bless you in new ways. Yeah, um, and so uh, yesterday morning was very, very beautiful in that sense. And that's, that's how he feels. Um, so it was very precious. And then to just have our, um, our two services um, be so wonderful and unique in their own ways. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so I remember for second service, you were finishing your message, Ryan, and he goes to the piano, like to me, and he's like, so what are we singing? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like what do you mean what we're singing? You know? and, but I know what he meant. Yeah. He's like, and I tell him, I said, you need to get your guitar. Like, yeah. he's great. You don't yeah. even have your guitar, your mic ready. I'm like, hurry up. What are we singing? Was it our guy, right? What well, we that's the thing. I said, I said, Charlie, I'll just follow go? you. Just yeah. go. Just let me know if you want to click or let me know if we're doing Firm Foundation. And he gets on that guitar, he goes up, and I just see him thinking, and I'm like, all right. Just hold the one, you know, <laughs> hold the one chord. And then uh, it's so beautiful to see because we're actually going to do Our God Reigns here in a couple of weeks. Wow. How the spirit of the God's like, let's just kind of give you a taste yeah. of what's to come. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't planned. I wonder what that but was. But I told Liz, we were going to Greenville yesterday to our, uh, my mother-in-law's birthday. And I was like, it's amazing how the Lord does these little things mm-hmm. where it's just like, hey, Charlie, sing Our God Reigns. You have no idea mm-hmm. that they're going to sing it in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a special moment. And we haven't sang that yet. And we haven't really? sang that song yet. Yeah. yeah, like, come on. So man. he goes into Our God Reigns. Oh my god! I'm like, all right. Well, it was also a perfect go. moment because we we ended on a on a on a note where basically I said, if God took everything, is Jesus enough? Mm-hmm. And Charlie didn't go right into firm foundation. Let's get rowdy. Just let it sit for a moment. And I was like, oh, gosh, man, that's what I'm like. He's so in tune. With, He's so in tune with the spirit. Mm-hmm. So yeah. in tune. So good. And uh, the other thing, last thing that I'll say was um, we finished our God reigns. We kind of like bringing the band, and I'm yeah. like. 
typically like towards our last song, yeah. we don't overextend anything. Mm-hmm. Um, we mm-hmm. let the overextending happen, you know, in the worship, right. you know, in the front half. But uh, he looks at me and it's like, you know, that Charlie Buchago look, yes. he's like, fire the song. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so like, yeah. We're in. And yeah. we go into Front Foundation wow. and it was incredible. Yeah. Like, mm. um, what a special song, but, you know, those moments yeah. aren't for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. And we're not going to force that. If exactly. you got things, you got to leave, leave. But there are people in that room that needed that. That's it. You yes. know? And so we're just going to be obedient and yeah. uh, ask that you be obedient too. Man. Yeah. So I, well, I, I look, and that. Brandon even Brandon said this after the, like that that last little moment, um, a lot of times we come in and we want to give to the Lord. We want yeah. to sacrifices of praise. Like yes. we want it to be sweet incense, all these things. Um, but he does want to give to us too. Mm-hmm. And so, so what he said was it, we really received in that last, yes. that last moment with the church, we really received the yeah. gift of joy wow. from the come Lord. Um, now that you put just, words to it. Yeah. yeah. I felt, I felt the spirit of joy so thick mm-hmm. in, in that second service on wow. from foundation. I had to move my mic away because I was kind of like going crazy, going crazy <laughs> with my mouth. Like, because they're just going to hear nonsense over here, wow. you know? Um, but it's just those moments. Mm-hmm. Like it really is Very like, special. there's something so beautiful about the true spirit of joy, the, 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 the spirit of Jesus mm-hmm. that you can't contain. Something has to be released, uh, yes. you know? And yeah. there's these subtleties where it's like, you can you can soak in a moment for like minutes or even hours at a time, but there's going to be this moment you can't contain. Yeah, that's it. Something within your body has to give great praise. Mm-hmm. Something within your mouth has mm-hmm. to sing mm-hmm. of His goodness. Mm-hmm. You know, like your body's going to react. Oh, yeah. It's just so natural for us to react. You know, it's because um, we're created to worship. We yeah, express ourselves. Mm-hmm. Come on, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and we'll fill that void with something if it's not to the Lord. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's what we do. <laughs> it was so special. Spirit um, joy. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Well, guys, I do. Um, I'm going to kind of past the, the, I'm gonna pivot a little bit. Um, but Caleb, you, so you're at Moments of Hope. Yes. So how was mm-hmm. your, we'll talk about your Sunday. How was your Sunday? It's funny. You got to talk about like the spirit of joy. Well, well, last week we had um, 61 baptisms. Oh my God. And like 30 wow. of those are like spontaneous. How many, ser- how many services? Just did? two. Two, okay. Yeah, wow. 9 and 11. You, and so at a 9 a.m., uh, there were some kids that came from West Belt Boulevard. And I'm still getting to know Charlotte, but it's kind of a, an impoverished place mm-hmm. uh, in Charlotte. And there's a guy named um, Bart Noonan who's actually been discipling these guys and they all decided to get baptized. Oh my gosh. So they all rolled to up in, you know, to the church. Wow. You no know, African-American guys coming in. And I mean, all of them getting baptized. And the first, the first kid that gets baptized is weeping and crying Aww. because he was the one to lead all the other guys to the Lord. No way. And so you could just see that when those guys went in, I mean, it was like something shifted in the atmosphere. Wow. Just through baptism. I'm like, mm-hmm. come on, man. Oh, and so there was a spirit of joy that hit the room after, I mean, and, and as those guys got baptized, people just came in their clothes. They said, you know what? If they can do it, I can do it. Mm-hmm. So even marriages that were literally at the tipping point, they're like, you know, I want to get baptized. And so, yeah, couples getting in, in their full clothes. I'm like, Lord, what is happening? Oh. Right all right, now? let me ask you something, all right? Because... <laughs> Spontaneous baptism. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I, I want to hear a thought on this because my my fear is that we baptize and then then it's over for them. Right. So, what do you do at a spontaneous baptism uh-huh. to help them understand what they're doing? You know, it was awesome because David actually set it up with a teaching on baptism mm-hmm. and communion, mm-hmm. so people literally knew that God, hey, yeah. what what is 
what I'm about to get into, like this is the real deal. Mm-hmm. This is not just yeah. um, uh, an emotional moment. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was even more pop- oh powerful that there was a teaching at the beginning mm-hmm. for baptism and communion mm-hmm. and people still decided to enter into it. And they were like, I don't know if I should do this. But when they saw those kids get in, like mm-hmm. the, the little ones. Bro, we talk about it all the time. <laughs> when we see kids worshiping in the yes. front, bro, it breaks. That's it. It breaks things. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. That's it. That's awesome. I mean, the spirit of joy just, just wow. hit the room. And so we even, <laughs> after there was a, you know, we did a song called Praise my elevation and I mean there was a 90 year old lady that started the conga line no. in the middle oh, let's go. and I'm like go. what David's dancing doing it I'm like are you kidding me right now like, this is insane so let oh, me like, yeah. I'm like I'm like watch your knees David watch your knees <laughs> but it was it was incredible to see just through baptism mm. something as holy and biblical and it was just incredible so then you know last uh, yesterday uh, David preached on just the church being essential, and and it was it was incredible because it was like, hey, listen, it's time to get out of the kiddie pool. It's mm-hmm. time to be activated. You guys, mm-hmm. we can sit through all the Bible studies. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's like been like ninety Bible studies that a lot of people have sat through. Mm-hmm. It's time to be active. It's time to go. Yes. Let's go make yeah. disciples. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's not be big fat babies sitting in our in a pew, <laughs> you know, receiving, receiving, Retweet. receiving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so uh, there was a spirit of joy that hit after that because people felt like, man, I can actually go mm-hmm. for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so. You know, at the end, there was more dancing. So God's been doing this at Moments of Hope where there's just a spirit of praise and joy at the end of services. So we that kind of hit our our service. So oh too. my our gosh. Keeps, keeps going. Yes, yeah, so Lord, sure is yes. Awesome. That's wow, so good. Yeah. Well, we want to know um, everything about you. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> sum it all up. But yeah. we really gosh. do. We really do. So I want to hear, I want to hear about uh, your story, yes. your history with the yeah, Lord. Uh-huh. I want to hear about your marriage, oh just gosh. all the different things. Wow. So you can just start. Um, what day were you born? No, just okay. kidding. <laughs> well, <laughs> December 3rd, 1988. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Um, but just growing up, I would, I would love to hear more about your mom and the, wow. you know, dropping you off at the house of prayer oh and gosh. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So what is your history with the Lord? How'd Definitely. you come to know him? And oh, wow. um, let's just, let's roll from there. I'm sure cool. we'll have a million questions. Awesome. <laughs> as yeah, we go. yeah. So uh, kind of offline, I was talking, you know, with you guys and talking about the prayer room, but mm-hmm. it kind of, it kind of started, you know, I was, I grew up, you know, Pentecostal, you know, where everybody was, my dad played the organ, da, 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 oh, you know, just awesome. uh, grew, up, grew up around, <laughs> around that. Um, but for myself, I just knew it as religious rhetoric. Mm-hmm. And so even though I saw all that, you know, the flopping, the falling out, the shaking and baking, mm-hmm. I was, <laughs> I didn't, I did not, it was just something that I just, my parents made me go to. Mm-hmm. And so there were instances where I was just like, I feel the Lord, but it really mm. was because my parents were making me go. Mm. And so uh, kind of growing up like that, there was a reality of I was still kind of, far, I was still far from the mm-hmm. Lord. And it wasn't until it was 2001 uh, where I went to my, my old church, Victory Church, um, and we were in youth group and something just hit the youth group. Mm. Billy was just praying on, uh, was teaching on revival. That, and it knowing Billy Humphrey, that's been his message, but mm. he was teaching on revival and something just gripped the room. Mm. There was like a reverence that rested on the room. Mm. And I remember I was like in seventh grade and I feel it in my, I felt it in my stomach. Mm. I'm like, oh, wow. Like this is really what the Lord is about, mm. you know? And and so I remember mm. there were kids, I mean, the kids that I had never really, they, they were like kids standing on the back wall, trying to be cool, mm. stuff like that were just in tears and weeping. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, something real is happening here. Mm-hmm. 
And I do remember this. Kids just kept not falling out of their chairs, but getting on their knees, weeping and crying out for more of God. Mm -hmm. Kids that I knew would be goofing off in service and saying all type of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, if, you know, Mm -hmm. Johnny is over here (laughs) getting gripped with the Lord, something real is happening. So what I did, I just leaned in. I said, Mm -hmm. okay, Lord, what do you have for me? Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> what, what does that mean? Yeah. You, when, how do you lean in? Yeah, mm-hmm. so honestly, for me, I became uh, you, I became aware. Mm-hmm. So there's an awareness. I knew that what I had been doing up until that point was fake. And oh, so when man. I saw the real, I became aware of all of the stuff that I was walking out up until that point. Dang. So I'm sitting in the chair and I'm going, this is the real. I've been living the fake. Oh, wow. I got and, chills right now. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> and so um, as, I'm, as I'm sitting there, I'm hearing the kids crying out for more of God. Like, Jesus, we want me. Kids, Jesus, just screaming. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. And, <laughs> and, and, and the thing is, like, I grew up in that. I grew up in the almost rambunctious, flamboyant, like, Jesus. But I didn't, it, my heart was so far from it. And so when I heard kids screaming out, mm. Jesus, I'm like, whoa, it's coming from a real place. Mm. Yep. And so I just got on my knees. As a matter of fact, I got like, like kind of prostrate and I'm just on the ground. And I remember being on the ground for probably about three hours as worship was going on. And I remember just crying out to the Lord, Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. This is, I remember seventh grade because I had the language. I knew all the, all the stuff, yep. but I'm like, Lord, I really, really, really want to follow you. Dang. And from that moment, a, a revival broke out in our youth group where there would be gang members that came from the street and were like, hey, you know, we just felt like we were supposed to come here and they would get saved. So it was just this crazy revival happening in my youth group. You so can't take that. You, you know what I'm saying? I, I know you uh, can't. Well, what? <laughs> seventh grader thinks they need forgiveness. Like, <laughs> every seventh grader is like, I'm smarter than you and I know right. more than you and I don't need forgiveness for that's anything. I think I, I do this is right. Message. I know. <laughs> I know. It's, yeah. it's, when, when you say wow. that, it's what yeah. strikes me. It's only by the Holy Spirit yeah. does anyone think that they are wrong and need forgiveness or Man, sinful. Like, that's that, so nobody true. Does, yeah. I'll tell you, when you said you became aware of the fake Mm. That dude, that should speak to people, man. man. That's and it's not until the Lord literally touches you that you realize, wait mm. a second, what have I been faking <laughs> and what have I been real about? Mm. Now, not in a place of shame, but right, in a place right. of realization, like, hey, He wants you to follow Him wholeheartedly. Mm. That's it. And he's not going to let you do this fake stuff. That's mm. it. That's it. As that's a seventh, seventh grader, <laughs> but that speaks to my mom mm. again, bringing me to church. So even mm. though I mean yeah, I was far yeah. away from it, she still stayed consistent in praying for me and bringing me in places where there was His presence. I was just like, I, I wasn't present. <laughs> there yeah. was pre- you can literally be in a place of his presence and, and not be present, mm-hmm. you know? And so I'm- I, But he still speaks through that. And oh, you 100%. said, it, you said, um, you know, you were, you were aware and you felt like, man, this is this guy, you know, right. he still speaks. 100%. But again, you don't realize it till you get a little more mature or the Holy Spirit just grips you and That's then it right. connects all these dots, these That's little right. seeds mm-hmm. that That's he right. then puts together. That's mm-hmm. right. I love the word just says maturity. So even, even from that moment, it didn't like- yeah, it, it changed me, um, but I still made, obviously made mistakes mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. was still a seventh grader, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but as I matured uh, in Jesus, I began to realize that, man, this is like a, this is about actually accountability mm-hmm. and like being refined through an iron, sharpening mm-hmm. iron uh, and just having men in my life. So 
there was guys from the youth group that would pick me up every single time we had something mm-hmm. at church mm-hmm. when my parents couldn't do it. So my parents split. So I'm in seventh grade. Mm-hmm. So at that, it's crazy how something really monumental happened to me in my faith, but then in my family, my parents split. Mm-hmm. Wow. And as my parents split, I still had guys that were consistent with me, that picked me up to take me to youth group. And I thank God for those, yeah. those guys. I really, really do. And so that, as I... Uh, grew in the in the deeper knowledge of who Jesus was, I also had accountability where guys would be like, hey man, what you doing? Or mm-hmm. what you looking at? Or, yeah. And I'm like, oh man, I, I didn't realize this was wrong. So mm-hmm. there's like a walking wow. with Jesus and a walking with people, mm-hmm. the relational aspect of it that that really brings you to the fullness of what you are supposed to be in Jesus. Yeah, bro, that's good. And, and so I had that, had accountability and guys calling me out on my stuff, even now, even though I didn't want them to call me out on my stuff. And, um, and then... I remember, I remember this. So I, I get I get to high school. Man, I'm telling you, I'm a whole life story. I get to high school. Yes. And uh, and I remember that there were times, you know, how you answered the altar call. I'm like, oh my God, I was thinking this way, I was watching, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you answer these altar calls. Uh, but I remember that there was a moment that happened in my life. Uh, I was on a football team and my dad, my dad said, Hey Caleb, uh, I really believe that you are going to uh Something's going to happen with your hand. So I'm a drummer, uh, always been a, a musician, or it's been easy for me. Rhythm has. And my dad said, hey, Caleb, how do you think you should play football? And I'm like, Dad, what are you talking about? I shouldn't play football. I don't want to play football. And he's like, no, I really believe it. I think the enemy's after your hands. So I'm like, come on, Dad, you just don't want to pay for the football stuff or whatever. So <laughs> he's like, I know it's expensive. And he's like, no, I'm being serious. I'm like, oh, whatever. So first day of uh practice, I ended up breaking my thumb. No. But yeah. And I'm like, weird. So I had to be in a full cast. So oh I still gosh. was working out and doing all those different things. Uh, I'm like, nothing really mm-hmm. dawned on me. I'm like, oh, whatever. And then one of my best friends, Mr. Uh, Brad, spent that over his house. We were, I mean, we were great friends. I'm in the locker room. And so I'm dressing for varsity. So, you know, they pick people to dress for varsity. And I still have my cast on. And something happens with Brad. It was it was weird. It was almost like it felt like you know how you read about Saul and David and how like something jumped on yes, him and just like yes. it, it really felt like that. Oh my gosh! And and he goes, "Hey man, uh, get out of my locker." I'm like, "Bro, coach assigned me a locker. Hmm. What are you talking about?" So I was 22 and he was like 25, whatever. And so he was like, "No, I get both lockers." I'm like, "Brad, what are you talking about right now? Coach assigned me a locker." I mean, it was it was weird. Yeah. And I'm like. Oh, yeah, I think you're, you're joking around, Brad. So I put my, my pads in the, in the locker, go wash the grass off my face and come back, all my stuff's out of the locker. And I'm like, what in the world? Brad, what are you doing? He was like, you know, said some choice words. And he said, hey, don't you ever put your stuff in my lockers again. I said, I'm not going to have a locker, Brad. What are you talking about? So I put my stuff in the locker. And Brad, you know, he's a linebacker. So he grabbed me by the shirt put me up against the locker and I mean, I almost peed myself. I'm like, I'm, yeah. about, I'm about to get peed oh up, man. And this is my friend. So I'm serious, bro. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, what is happening? And, and you know, he's again, kind of talking, talking a bunch of stuff to me. And um, so I'm, at this point, I'm scared and I'm ready to, fin- to defend myself. So as soon as he put me down, you know, he's bullying me. As soon as he put me down, gave him about three good knocks at the yeah, face. Yeah, he did. And broke don't my other hand oh broke gosh. like literally the the soft knuckle like uh-huh. split it in half oh yeah but you won god. though oh my god well hey 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 see i'm so glad he said this i'm mm-hmm. so glad he said this well because people knew me as a, a band person like mm-hmm. so i i was 
kind of teeter-tottering between marching band and then doing football. Mm-hmm. So it got around school that someone from the band beat up the star linebacker. Oh, my no. God. Yeah. Let's go. But, but, <laughs> Let's go. But, so, 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 this, so this is the crazy thing. Now I'm walking around school with two casts on my hands and can't even do anything. Mm-hmm. And what did my dad say? Mm-hmm. They say, hey, man, I think the enemy's after your hands. Oh my and it happened in just weird situations. And it's funny, you, you said this, Pastor Ryan, you said, uh, hey, but, but, you know, you won, though. But that's what the Lord humbled me in. Mm-hmm. So what happened is, you know, my coaches were like high-fiving me. Even the even the the head coach was like, son, you just earned yourself a starting position on the football team. I'm just oh like, my, my head yeah. is broken. Yeah. First of all, I don't care about that. Like that. So he was a white dude. It's that right. Southern, yeah. Southern, yeah. Southern yeah. football. Yeah. It's like, come so on, Get her yeah. 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 Like, Come on, man. Like, my head is broken. Um, but, but what I had to do, this is crazy, is I actually had to admit that I was disobedient mm. before the Lord. My dad warned me through the Holy mm. Spirit. And it seemed weird at the moment, but it's the wisdom of the Lord that just, just leads us and guides us, even in things that he tells us, like, hey, Lord, is that weird? And my dad warned me, and I still was disobedient. So what I had to tell people as a 16-year-old, 15-year-old, actually, 15, hey, honestly, don't high-five me for this. I was disobedient. Wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, what happened after that? You know what I'm saying? Like, well, the testimony? Well, I mean, well, well, so— the, the, this is insane, and I apologize. End up apologizing to to Brad. I said, "Brad, I'm sorry." And even him, he was he was just like, "Man, I don't know what I was thinking." I, I really, I really do think it was like a, a spirit. Right. Yeah. Like it was something. Yeah, something that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't fight against flesh and blood. I mean, yeah. I, I, I was fighting against flesh and blood. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. Yeah. You know, there you was like, with flesh and blood. Not flesh and blood out, but you know. <laughs> but I'm like, I had to, I had to really walk in a place of humility. So this is how I first came to that house of prayer. Mm-hmm. So I had two casts on. This is crazy. I had two casts on. I was weeping and crying. And my mom, you know, it was just expensive. I don't think we had insurance at that time. So my mom oh, was like, I don't know how we're going to pay for this. And my mom was like, baby, we're going to go pray. I know, I know a place. I'm like, what are you talking about, mm-hmm. mom? And so I'm, I get in my blanket or whatever. It was like maybe 12 o'clock at night on a school night. Mm-hmm. And she takes me to the house of prayer, which it was like a little small, we called the annex. It was a small place. And I walk in there. I'm like, mom, why you got me here? So she went over to the corner. I'm sitting and there were some intercessors there. Mm-hmm. It was like 12 o'clock at night and they get me and they go, Hey, uh, no, my mom, I just said, Hey, can y'all, can y'all pray for my son? They said, Hey, let's go in the back room over here. And they begin to like prophesy over me how the Lord was teaching me humility. Wow. Not humility in a way where, Oh, I got two broken hands. Humility in saying I was disobedient before the Lord. Mm. And I'm like, and, and and talking about maturity, I began to mature in really what it means to like follow Jesus and hear his voice. Because I mean, you're not going to always, you know, I, I there's been one instance in my life where I've heard like the audible voice of the Lord. Other than that, it's through scripture, it's through people. It's So I didn't, I disregarded mm. the voice of the Lord through my dad. Yeah. And so I had to walk out humility and they prophesied over me and said, hey, wow. this is, this is going to begin your maturity mm. in wow. the Lord. Yeah. So I walked that out, had to tape wow. record my class, my classes and all those different things. And that's how I came to the house of prayer. Mm. And the house of prayer was so unique because it's 24-7 worship and prayer. Mm. And I'm like, I've never seen anything like this. And I reconnected with my pastor, Pastor Billy Humphrey. And uh, I remember, I remember this, that I was actually considering going to Berkeley School of Music. As a matter of fact, I got a full ride to Berkeley School of Music. No way. Full full ride. I, I went, went up to Boston School of Music, <laughs> tried out. Uh, two weeks later, um, 
they t- they messaged me and said, "Hey, you've you've been offered the full ride." Wow! And so so <laughs> so so in between this time, between uh, you know fifteen wow. and and wow, eighteen, wow, wow. my mom is bringing me to the house of prayer. I'm playing on a couple sets, sitting in the prayer room, and I remember this is crazy. I remember how I got that I got the email, and uh, I went to sleep that night. And I felt a gut, like this thing, the same mm-hmm. gut feeling. Mm-hmm. I felt it again <laughs> that I talked about earlier. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, are you calling me to not go to Brooklyn School oh, of Music? Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> and I felt, again, I didn't hear him say that, but I, I felt it in, yeah. in, in my gut. Wow, and you knew? I knew. Yeah. I, just, I just knew. I was aware. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I remember waking up, going to my mom. And uh, I had two options. So it was one of them was do the internship at the House of Prayer. The second was take the full ride. Mm-hmm. I looked at my mom and I said, I really believe that I'm supposed to take the the internship, do the internship at the House of Prayer. It was only like three months mm-hmm. compared to like four years. Yeah. I'm getting a degree and all those mm-hmm. different things. And I'm all for getting degrees and all those mm-hmm. different things. But the Lord was doing something special right. in my heart. Mm-hmm. And I looked at my mom. I said, "I'm going to do the internship." And she, and you know, I thought she was going to smack me across my face. <laughs> and my mom was like, "Okay, baby, I know, I know you hear the, the voice of the Lord." Wow. And I'm like, even to be trusting a mom. That. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, uh, you know, it's, she's had full ride. <laughs> can we can we see? Exactly. And she's just so gracious. She's like, "I know you hear the voice of the Lord." And so, I had to email them back and go. I have to respectfully deny this full scholarship. Mm-hmm. And that, it was really hard at 18 years old. And I did the internship. And it was one of the best things that I could have ever mm-hmm. done in that season because not only was I able to sit in prayer and worship, uh, but I was able to actually participate in prayer and worship. And most of the time, there were zero people in the room who were mm-hmm. doing it. Zero people in the Atlanta House of Prayer. And I learned how to worship before an audience of wow. one. So anytime I fire. get on, anytime I get on like big, mm-hmm. like stages or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is great. And yes, you le- learn how to serve the room, mm-hmm. learn how to minister. But the first person I'm ministering to is before God. Wow, that's good, man. And so it really, it almost like discipled me mm-hmm. into knowing, keeping the main thing, the main thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. which, which is the Lord. And I'm not, I'm not moved by numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm honestly not, wow. I'm not, I'm not moved by people being in the room. I want to move the heart of God. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that's fire. <laughs> So uh, puts everything in perspective. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Maybe every worship leader or band, whatever, band should be required. No, hundred percent. To, to take a yes. season. No, to, I agree. Like, there's, there's this. It's one of my. It's like one of my biggest pet peeves when I encounter people who who, who say they're called into worship. Mm. You know, like yes. it just sounds mm. strange mm. to me. It really does, you know? And then if somebody's like, well, I just feel like the Lord's calling me to be a worship pastor mm-hmm. or the Lord's calling me. And it's like, are you like 100% convinced? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, or is this like, because so often you see people go into ministry and they don't last long yeah. or they just treat it as an ordinary job. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I just feel like that just damages people. Mm-hmm. And it damages the kingdom, yeah. like, you know, and the Lord has enough grace and he, he does mm-hmm. what he needs to do to restore and reconcile. But I believe many things can be avoided, mm-hmm. come on, come you on. know, with just proper discipleship mm-hmm. and um, people properly being able to hear 
the voice of the Lord. That's it. You know, um, do you need to be in full time occupation, uh, occupational ministry, like full time, or should you be doing something else and serving your local church? Mm-hmm. There's huge differences mm-hmm. here. You know, like, mm-hmm. um, and and we shouldn't overvalue either or. Yeah. You know, That's like it. or idolize. Like, oh, I just feel like I have to be in full time. That's it. And uh, but for a worship leader, people who get to sing and to play an instrument. Um, 100% it's like minister to the heart of God that you have to have your secret time you have to have your alone time like mm-hmm. how are you supposed to bring somebody into the presence if you are not even in his mm-hmm. presence oh, you know gosh. like mm-hmm. these are such real things you know yeah. and uh, yeah, I love that you're saying that because at least for me growing up I feel like it has molded me in such a way especially in my teenage years where it was an audience of mm. no one yeah and, and uh, there would there'd be times where my parents would ask the entire worship team to wow. play on stage and wow. there's nobody in the audience. And we would just get wrecked. And, yeah. and then again, like he said, three hours, when you had that encounter with the Lord at seventh grade and yeah. you were on, on the floor for three hours, mm-hmm. like that's not a misconception either. Like that yeah. happened wow. in our lives where wow. we were in church for wow. hours mm-hmm. and it wasn't to please anybody. Yep. And it wasn't no agenda. Like, and it was wonderful. Yeah. Uh, I don't, you know, like those are things that I cherish. And sometimes I look back and I'm like, man, I kind of miss those times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was, was such a purity. What's interesting. I grew up the complete opposite of that. Wow. We were now again, a Baptist church, but right, it wasn't right. like numbers, numbers, numbers. It right. was more be the best we can be. Mm-hmm. Almost be attractive enough for people when they come in that they'll be like, oh, this is a good church. Wow. And even coming here, I mean, I remember trying mm-hmm. to hype up even NRS, honestly, just being open mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. make it the best it could be, mm-hmm. but we neglected true worship. Mm-hmm. Now, the Lord has been breaking me of that. And I, I would mm-hmm. say the same thing. And I think we've even talked about this, right. Alex. It's wow. like, do we want a church of 5,000 people wow. where wow. no one is wow. truly worshiping in spirit and truth or 200 or 100 that <gasps> wow. cares about the Lord? You Come know? on. That's mm. where the Lord has broken me. Is like, yeah. It is what it is, man. I just want to serve yeah. wholeheartedly. Amen. But yeah. you know, going back to this, mm. man, serving or worshiping to the Lord, just one. Yeah. I mean, that is that is a hard concept. You know what I mean? Like to get, because it's funny to look at your story and how God has brought you along to get you to that point mm. for, the, for the rest of your mm. ministry. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like look at it, in seventh grade, he had to bring you to your knees, yeah. you and him. Yeah. Um, he had, you got this, you got this yeah. full ride. Yeah. He had to bring you to your knees and yeah. say, no, I got a different plan for you. And look how he set up your life from that mm-hmm. moment of getting you wow. in that, I'm guessing drums, mm-hmm. just worshiping the Lord, mm-hmm. putting mm-hmm. it in perspective. This is what it's about. Wow. It's not about that. You know what I'm saying? Like you can wow. see that all the way through your story. Oh my Lord. I just can't wait to see what the Lord's got next for you. You know what I'm saying? Amen. Oh my gosh. Yeah, mm-hmm. God has just been, it's been so good. I, I think the, the maturity process, as we know, there's a pruning, um, there's, it, it could be it could be painful because our ways are not his ways, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so just even even after being at the house of prayer, I'm just like, man, Lord, I, I, I was telling you guys before the podcast, I'm like, you just want to do because mm-hmm. you wrap your you wrap your life around doing and working for the Lord rather than your position before heaven. Mm-hmm. You're a son, you're mm-hmm. a daughter of the Lord. You don't I don't have to work for His love. Mm-hmm. And so when you get in a place where you have to wow. sit, you're like. Uh, what mm-hmm. can I do for you guys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I got. I, I had to break Dang. free of that mindset. Mm-hmm. Sitting in a prayer room is crazy. Man, you're doing what he wants you to do. A hundred percent. Just be. A hundred percent. Be obedient, man. That's. Cool. I love what I have that. to do for you, God. Come on, just be. Just be. Yeah. Just, just be. love me. You know what I'm saying? hundred percent. Wow. I wish you could. I almost wish you could see like 
it quantified like on a graph wow. where what the world looks like or what the world looks at as success and mm-hmm. moving forward, wow. that would be to take the full ride to Berkeley. Yes. And wow. it almost probably from the outside perspective is like, what is he Crazy. doing? That's a step mm-hmm. backwards. Yeah. But I wish you could see spiritually. You're like, hey. you mm-hmm. can't quantify what it, what has happened spiritually. And ultimately that being our most important call to wow. love the Lord, but then also our call to expand the kingdom. Come on. What, what would that, I just like to think about those yes. big like fork in the road moments. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. there is no alternate reality. There is no earth <laughs> too. You did choose <laughs> yeah. I, the, the good yeah. portion. Right. I would say right. you chose what you're supposed to do, but right. gosh, to think what would the spiritual impact have been to say yes to wow. The seemingly perfect opportunity, you know, um, for better, for yeah. for worse. Like, what would that have looked like? So it's interesting. That's crazy that you say that. I, I think I can tell you what it would look mm-hmm. like. So I I do believe, um, man, it's just crazy. You you bring this up. So being in the being in the prayer room. I mean, it was it was hard at times, and it was it was awesome at times. It felt dry a lot of mm-hmm. times. I would open up the Word, and I would go, I do not want to read this. Mm. Because now I have to be in a place of stillness mm-hmm. to to do something that is like so reverential mm-hmm. and holy. And I'm like, no, it wasn't always, you know, roses and daisies. Mm-hmm. It was like, man, Lord, I feel like my flesh is constantly at war with you. And when I open up the Bible, I don't want to read it. I'm so glad you're saying that. <laughs> I feel because I feel like people can find like even here, okay, my mom dropped me off at a prayer room. In my mind, it's so romanticized. It's like then you had this beautiful holy moment and God covered your face and walked before you know, like it's like, oh my, how beautiful. But this is the reality of a flesh spirit battle. It is sometimes I'm on my face, Mm -hmm. I'm not that's it. It's not the it's not this Mm -hmm. glorious thing, but I'm I'm here and he's here and Lord work on me and but it doesn't feel like a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just love that you're highlighting that because it can sound that way. Right. Like, oh my gosh, how beautiful and spiritual in a prayer room no, for no, 24 no. hours. No, no, no. Uh, there yeah. was many times where I uh, was snoring in the in the prayer yeah. room. I would like go to sleep. I'm like, I'm just doing soaking prayer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is a Sabbath. This is a rest. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't, I didn't steward my sleep the night before. I went to sleep yeah. late. I was on uh-huh. the phone. He's just speech in a dream now. I had literally people like going, wow. Caleb, Caleb. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah. You know when you like jump, like yeah. you fall oh, and you jump gosh. and you like thinking the whole world's looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that, that, that was the reality of being in the prayer room that much. And I'm telling you, and even, even this, even in a place of prayer, even in a kind of a systematic thing, you could also do religious rhetoric. Mm-hmm. Go just check yeah. a box. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm just going to uh-huh. go to the prayer room. I'm going to sit, maybe open up my Bible. And just, I mean, we can do that in our life yeah. in general. Check out the church, uh, ch- yes. check off the, the church box. I came, I sang worship songs. Hercules, Hercules. And then I leave out. I'm uh-huh. like, no, that's not, yeah. that's not wholeness. Well, mm-hmm. that's the, no. And so I had to always fight against that. And I had some accountability that would be like, hey, man, listen. Steward your sleep. Practicals. Wow. It was oh practicals. Hey, steward your sleep, and you'll actually be able to engage with the heart of God. Like, wow. What's your priorities? Because yeah. exactly. if your priorities is yeah. this, yeah. You'll, you'll make time for it. Yeah. You, That's well, not only you'll make preparations for it. A hundred percent. Yeah. And so I, think, I, I want to go back to you because uh-huh. I think this is important to note too. Now, in your obedience, the Lord spoke to you yeah. and led you to that internship, and you followed in obedience. But mm-hmm. our, I also believe our God is a God of grace and mercy. So yeah. let's say you took that 
um, internship in Berkeley, mm-hmm. he still would have moved you. Now it would have been maybe even a different thing and different. used you in a different way. Right, right. Um, but God doesn't give us trick doors. Right. You know what I'm yes, saying? Yes, I didn't Neither mean, yeah. No, no, I'm not, yeah, 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 yeah. you didn't say yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, It's so true, it's so true though. Yeah. It, that is so true. I always in my mind put on, well, if, I don't, if I get this wrong, that's right. if I feel like the Spirit's calling me, but I, you're I don't do it. For I mean, yeah. this yeah. path. Yeah. No, God, God will still move. That's so And he's true. not looking yeah. at you. Yeah, he's not looking at you. I'm glad you said like that. The other yeah. portion of that, like in the mystery of what alternate universes look like, <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it's, it's the thing where you've seen, all right, well, I I choose a different path, Lord. And the Lord's like, well, I'm just going to call this other person mm. yeah. to, to minister in the local yeah. area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's not like... There is kind of like this thing in our heart where we're kind of selfish. Like, no, Lord, I want it to be me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. But right. the reality is like the Lord, He he's accounting for everything. That's he's it. like, yeah. I'm going to minister to you. I'm going to call you. But if you so choose something else, That's I've it. also been preparing someone else. Ooh, yeah. Man, yeah. Oh, man. You know, and mm-hmm. so. And he'll still use you. And you know what? Caleb could have gone through Berkeley four mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know what? Been that professional mm-hmm. all-time drummer, mm-hmm. Grammy award-winning mm-hmm. drummer. Mm-hmm. Like, but the reality is like you could have moved God, God's kingdom in that way. Yes. But the Lord's yeah. like, I want, I have something very specific. Yes. And that specific thing that <sighs> I want good. for you yeah. is cl- being clover. It's, it, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's totally, it's totally clover. different. Clover. Yeah. And it's a, uh, I was, uh-huh. I was chatting with Liz yesterday because Sometimes we le- we le- uh, how do we say we live these alternate realities in our mm. minds the big what ifs if I would have chose that or mm. in our selfishness we're like um, or even like toxic selfishness yeah. where we just like sometimes we just want to run away mm-hmm. because like gosh I just hate the way my brain thinks or whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's nothing would have satisfied what what our current life looks like right now Man. you know and it is mm-hmm. to love your spouse to love your children to love the people the Lord's put around you that's right. And to see that mm-hmm. is everything compared yep. to any other form of success. Mm-hmm. You know? So what do you do now? Because I think it, so. Now yeah, I know. I yeah, yeah. yeah. So right now I'm uh, on staff at Moments of Hope Church as a director of community and connections. This makes that just says I'm a big extrovert. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but yeah, I, my job is just to connect people, not just to a Sunday morning expression, mm-hmm. but to to outside the four walls of a church. Mm-hmm. What wow. are you doing in your home? How are you discipling your kids? Mm-hmm. What? How can we disciple you to be a better husband at home? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want you to come to a church service. And again, like pack I was it, saying, it, yeah. and then you go home. And one thing that really, I'm a side note, I'm reading about A.W. Tozer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, this man was a terrible husband. Mm. He was he was an incredible mm-hmm. writer. And just, I mean, has impacted me. But his wife said that I just... I didn't like being married to him. Oh, wow. mm. So I'm like, even, 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 <laughs> even in that, it struck, I, I yeah, like, it's the second the time Lord. in three weeks, uh, uh, same topic. No way. I'm mm. serious. Like I was in, I was in a retreat <laughs> with, no uh, again, Charlie Butrano, <laughs> bring him up again. Uh-huh. But we were talking, uh, Billy Graham's daughter was there. And on the wow. car ride, we talked a little bit about Billy Graham, but we also talked about A.W. Tozer and um, Wesley and like some uh-huh. other guys uh-huh. were incredible writers. Yeah. Some of the biggest revelations of yeah. God's word, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but what did it look like at home? Mm-hmm. You know, and something uh, something I love that Anne Graham said about her own dad was like, I didn't know what a dad looked like till I got married, but I still would have not chosen any other dad. He mm-hmm. was the Whoa. he was the 
a best expression of Christ I've ever known. Wow. My Lord. My you know, Lord. and so she's like, I, I don't remember much him tucking me in. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, he wasn't mm-hmm. very present. She mm-hmm. says she had a guy do research, like how much did my dad actually miss in my life? He missed over 60% of her life. Wow. You know, and then in Billy, before he passed away, he wrote, in his book, he wrote about one time, unfortunately, he was at mm-hmm. a crusade. His wife brings their daughter. Did uh-huh. he recognize his own daughter? <gasps> They didn't recognize oh, his own daughter no. had been out so long. Oh no. You know, and again, this is not to shame at all. No, like no, this is no, them no, being no. open yeah, yeah. and transparent. Yes. This is our things. Like you've right. been vulnerable too yep, about yep, like yep. stuff like um these incredible men, like yep. sometimes we we miss the mark you know, yep. when it comes to our first ministry. <gasps> you know, and this is where I, I don't want right. to do that. I could have chosen a different lifestyle. Right, right. But you know, to me what's beautiful is how can I be the best? husband and that's father it. to my children and my, to my wife, you know? That's it. Mm-hmm. That's what I, that's what, so essentially that is what my mission even is in this season mm-hmm. is to really equip the home. Mm-hmm. So how, what are we doing outside the four walls of the church to mm-hmm. really just disciple people? So that's what, that's what I do now. Wow. I'm not really doing a lot of drums in this season, but I do, I do teach kind of offsite and do virtual drum lessons oh, that's awesome. um, and stuff like that. But right now it's like, man, I'm, I feel like I'm, Get to equip the saints mm-hmm. in the season. That's, yeah. awesome. that's yeah. what I'm talking about, man. That's that spiritual perspective rather than mm-hmm. emotional and physical. And oh, you're doing man. far more work for the kingdom mm-hmm. just because you're obedient. You man, amen. That's awesome. amen, amen, amen. You know? So I want to go mm-hmm. in the years in between, yes. like where you are now yeah. from mm-hmm. where, how, how did all okay. of this shape you yeah. when you're talking about doing your internship and uh-huh. everything? Uh-huh. What was the trajectory after that? Yes. So... It was pivotal. It's crazy because I can see the sovereignty of the Lord mm-hmm. now walking through it. You're just like, what is happening? Yeah. Um, but so in the prayer room, uh, became I went on staff as an intercessory missionary there. Uh, and so I would uh, go through Bible classes. I would teach some classes, mm-hmm. uh, worship. I, I mean, I got a real revelation on what it looked like to actually be like a priest mm-hmm. when it came to, to worship. Mm-hmm. And so that would help disciple and teach those things. Uh, and I was still connected to the church that uh, I got saved at. Mm-hmm. So, Victory Church, because Billy Humphrey actually was a youth pastor at that church and they started the House of Prayer. Wow, okay. So, the connections are really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I remember, this is crazy, I remember sitting in the prayer room. Uh, actually, it was during, we would call them encounter services with the morning time. And I, I remember seeing this like, I felt like it was like a daydream. But now when I think about it, I'm like, I think it was a vision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I see it was like, it was like a daydream. And it was me. And crazy because I don't really get to share this, um, but I I saw me helping somebody in the street. And I remember it was a Sunday morning. It's crazy. Sunday morning, I was helping someone in the street, and then all of a sudden, I get hit by a car. And I'm like, whoa, that was weird. And I, it was funny because I even like <laughs> go, hey, you know, to the person next to me, hey, I just had this weird like daydream. And they're like, yo, just stop. Like, you're being weird. I'm like, I don't know. I've never had something like, like that mm-hmm. before. So anyway, just sh- shook that off. And uh, Sunday, it was a Sunday night. So that, that, that happened that Sunday morning. And a Sunday night, we had a worship service at Victory. So I would kind of teeter-totter between the House of Prayer mm-hmm. and still serving at my my home church. Because mm-hmm. the House of Prayer was not a, a church. It was just like a missionary gotcha. base. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, and for intercessors, mm-hmm. I guess you can say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, that's a quite And so uh, I went to the church at night, Victory Church, and we had an incredible time of like worship. It was it was awesome. And uh, I remember that after that, I just said my goodbyes to all my friends and 
uh, was supposed to go to the gym actually in the morning. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna meet you at the gym, man. We got chest. Yeah, we got chest. Okay, awesome. All right. We'll hit some, hit some chest. And so then uh, I walked out those double doors and got my, my Honda Civic DX 1997 <laughs> Let's go. manual. How old are you at this point? I was 21. 21. So okay. 21. And uh, so I drove up to the side of the church and I saw two guys. One guy was at the back of the car. One guy was at the front. And they were pushing their car. And I'm like, huh, like, this is crazy. And usually I'm like, and it's, it was like a bad part of town. So I don't like really even get out to help people. I'm just like, you on your own, bro. Like, I'm, 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 I'm not good. But uh, I heard, I heard this voice. Is that when I was talking about like audible, I heard this, get out and help them. And I'm like, okay, that, that wasn't me. Like, I'm like, this is, Ooh, this, this is not me. Exactly. <laughs> and so I, wow. Put my hazards on, got into the hazard lane, uh, and then I ran out as fast as I could to these guys. And I startled them because it's a bad part of, of town. So they're like, yo, yo, I'm like, hey, I'm not here to rob you. Like, we're good. <laughs> like, I, I just want to help I you. I love the Lord. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, cool. So the guy, he was on the, his name was Ten. He was Vietnamese. He was on the right side of the car. And so when I came up, he moved over to the left side of the car. And so I essentially took his place. And so I'm like, hey, let's let's get this car over to the gas station. So it was probably about 10 feet to the quick trip. And so we started to push. And the same voice that told me to get out of the car, I heard it again. I'm like, I mean, it was like in a split second. And all I could hear was like, it's like a strong whisper, turn around. And so I stood up, I turned around, and there's a car coming at me. And all I needed to do was jump. So I jumped up. The car hits me, pins me between the car that I, I was actually helping mm-hmm. with, like a trailblazer. And then actually, I think that car was like a Nissan. So I get squished between two cars. Ten, who remember is also pushing the car, he gets out of the way just in time. Mm-hmm. And I get hit with the car. My leg immediately comes off. Mm-hmm. So my leg is severed at the scene of the accident. And I remember being on the ground in a puddle of blood screaming. I mean, it was like, I can't even describe to you guys like the pain. Both of my legs were hurt. My (laughs) right leg was completely like spaghetti crushed. Left leg was completely gone. So I'm bleeding out. I'm bleeding out. I'm bleeding out. Mm. So 10 runs back to me. He he gets blood all over him because I have, there's so much. And he's holding my hand He's like, oh, please don't let this guy. I mean, I, 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 don't, I, don't, yeah. I don't think he was church because he was mm-hmm. like saying some choice words. He was like, mother, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, oh, man. Oh, and because, what he, because of what he saw. Yes. Stress. And yeah. so yes. so he's holding my hand. He's like, oh, please don't let like, like, like die. And, and so um, I'm looking up to the sky. And uh, I remember 10 was like holding my hand. And the guy behind him that was at the front of the car was doing one of these like mm-hmm. you know crucifix things, and mm-hmm. I remember going, "Yep, I'm gone. I'm dead. <laughs> Grim, Grim Reaper's coming to get me." Because like, I mean, anytime someone, I mean, because I, I can, yes. <laughs> literally, I'm like looking, I'm looking at because you're talking about like the the yeah, the whole yeah. Deal. yeah. Like, I was like, yeah, oh yeah. god, like you know, just the Catholic when people, thing, when, yeah, yeah, when people mm-hmm. see that, it's like horror, you know, mm-hmm. when they're doing something like that. And so wow, yeah. uh, I can see the way he was looking at me and I began to get more fear because mm-hmm. he's looking at something horrific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm on the ground and I'm screaming out, help, God, help, God, help. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember this guy comes up at the scene of the accident. He, I mean, just like out of nowhere. And uh, he runs up and he goes, lay down. And so I laid down 
I'm looking up at the sky and I'm screaming out. I'm screaming out. And all I could think about was the worship service I was in mm. 20 minutes before. Mm. That's all I could think about. And I remember going, like literally picturing myself in worship and then taking, and there was a verse that I was meditating on in the prayer room. Mm. It was Colossians. Man, it was Colossians 3. It's like, set your mind on things above, wow. not on earthly things. And I remember looking up and just going, thank you, God. Because I remembered the worship moment I was mm-hmm. in, which I think it was just so strategic. And I mean, mm-hmm. even as you, mm-hmm. I'm God like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like I, I took what was happening inside the four walls of a church and I just put that moment into where I was laying in, my, in the puddle of blood. And all I could do was say, thank you, God. I wow. mean, I was screaming. I was still in so much pain. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And I remember as people pulled up, they mm. were, I mean, they were like looking at me like I was crazy, but that's all I could say. Thank mm. you, thank you, thank you. And I was still scared. And the best way I could put it is this. I feel like the, the desperation became adoration. Mm. And so wow. all I could do was just worship him. Even if it didn't feel like worship to me in a moment, that's all I knew to do because of where I came from. Mm. And so I'm just, I'm thank you, God, thank you, God. And the ambulance pulls up uh, and they pick me up off of that street. And it felt like my bones dropped because my leg wasn't was not there and my right leg was like spaghetti. Mm-hmm. It was like flop, flopping all over the place. And they put me in that ambulance and took me off. And I I mean, it was it was some crazy stuff that mm-hmm. happened to me in the hospital. And I mean, just a lot of details, kind of some gruesome stuff. And um I remember when they put me to sleep, I, I woke up to not having a leg. Mm-hmm. And the doctor is talking to my mom and she's saying, we've never seen anything like this because he did not have his leg at the scene of the accident. It's a lot of blood. Yeah. He should have bled out. Yeah. And miraculously at the scene of the accident, my veins constricted. So I stopped bleeding out of my leg. My body never went into shock. It never went into shock. So I was awake the whole entire time. Mm-hmm. And which I think has a part to play in the veins constricting, but it was totally the Lord, it was a miracle. And so after that happened, the detective walks in. Hmm. The detective goes, "Hey, I gotta talk to you." I'm like, "What's going on?" He's like, "How you doing?" I'm like, "I don't, I don't feel good. My my legs are hurting. I'm weeping. I'm crying." Mm-hmm. The detective goes, "We're trying to find two guys. The first guy we're trying to find was the first one to call 911. He was the first one to come to the scene of the accident." And I was like, "Hold on." He was like, "Yeah, this guy called 911, and there's no trace of his number anywhere." Like we, we, his, his, his number's untraceable. Yeah. And I remember, I was like, hold on, that was a guy that told me to lay down. I'm like, yeah, we can't find that guy. We're trying to find him. And the second person we're trying to find is the guy who hit you. He was driving drunk. Mm. So he hit me because he was literally drinking Dang. on something while he moment. was in the moment. I mean, had the shot glass and everything. And so we're trying to find him. He ran on foot. So left his car there, ran on foot. They're trying to find him. So I'm just like, what do I make of this? What yeah. is happening? What What is going on? Like, God, like, hmm. why did this happen to me? Yeah. I'm literally like worshiping, serving in service. And then all of a sudden, in a blink of an eye, something changes. Mm. Like my life is literally changed all forever. All of a sudden. All of a sudden. And and so I had to kind of wrestle Meanwhile, with this. You should be at Berkeley. <laughs> <laughs> literally. Dang. Yeah. Literally. Dang. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. And so I'm, re- I'm wrestling with this. 
And I, I remember, mm. man, I mean, it was, it was, it was really tough. So I remember crying so much and this African lady walks in, an African nurse, and she's like, why are you crying? I'm like, <laughs> like my legs hurt. <laughs> like, that's why I'm crying. Yeah. I'm like, uh, this is why I'm crying. She was like, wipe your tears. What the enemy meant for evil, God meant for good. Hey, bro. And I'm like, you got me. Oh, yeah. right. uh, <laughs> like, oh That's my a record. Lord. That's an hour. I'm like, oh my gosh, Jesus. Mm. You and I was like, but I'm still in pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm still in pain. Wow. Like, course, thank yeah. you. It was like almost like a wake-up call, but I was still in pain. Like, even yeah. worshiping and thanking God didn't take me out of pain. Mm. It just got me through it. <laughs> Let that sit for a second. Because we're not, well, that's physical. There's also emotional. Yep. And worshiping God might not take it away, but it'll get you through it. Bro, that is, that's fire. <laughs> and bro. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I want to go back because I got to say, uh, in that moment where you're laying and all you can do is worship, that's that peace that surpasses understanding. That's it. That's, it. that's, that's the description of it, man. That's it. Yeah. That's and it. it's only in the moment I, I don't even know how to describe it. Only in the moment of your deepest pain, <sighs> but your deepest desperation. Oh and he God. says, I'm here, man. I'm here. Man. You man. had to go through it. I had, you know, you, like oh, yeah. the Lord saying, yeah. Yeah. listen, this is what I had for that's you. That's it. Just get through it. You know, <laughs> And that's the hardest part for people to wrestle mm-hmm. with. Yeah. And I would never say like, again, I would never be like, yeah, God did this and made this happen and mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. <sighs> but there's another side of God that I've seen mm-hmm. Because of pain. Oh, Lord. I'm about to cry. <sighs> it's contagious. There, there's, another, there's another side of God that I've seen because of stewarding the pain that came upon me. And I, I just... Dang, bro. And, and I still go through constant pain. That, yeah. That's the crazy thing. Mm. Mm. So thorn in your side. <sighs> I still go through constant pain. And my and my wife has to has to see me sometimes wake up in the morning in pain and I'm like man but God you're so good mm-hmm. like you're so good you're so good and I just um I remember being in a hospital and having to wrestle with all these things like God I I was literally like doing good mm-hmm. like I'm serving yeah I'm serving in the church we had an awesome worship service why'd you allow this to happen mm-hmm. to me like why. And I remember just, you know, because all the medication, just not being able to feel. I'm used to like feeling the presence of the Lord, mm-hmm. at least, you know, Dang I man. couldn't feel anything. I mean, it was it was terrible. I remember just asking God, why, why, why? And like he answered me and not in an audible voice, like at the scene of the accident or anything like that. Um, but again, I'm, I'm a creative. So like I like to see things and daydream, I guess, or whatever. But I remember that the Lord in the hospital, like he answered me with showing me one thing. He showed me his son. And I remember, I remember doing this, like, Lord, I'm supposed to be your son. I'm supposed to be like, you allowed this to happen to your son. Dang. And God's like- That's real, bro. And God's like, yeah, I allowed it to happen to my son. And he was perfect. Mm -hmm. Like He was perfect. Like you were doing something like good. But man, this this man was perfect. The ultimate definition of perfection. Wow. And so the reality of what I was doing and the good I was doing measured to the cross, it overcame me. 
And all I could do, all I could do was go, God, forgive me. Because I was angry, y'all. I was like, yeah. there's a angry. season mm-hmm. and God allows it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's okay to yeah. be angry in this because, well, I, can't, I don't want yeah. to interrupt you, bro. Yeah. Keep rolling. No, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, was, I was angry. I was questioning things. I was like, God, how could you do this to me? But you left time for a response. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. And I mean, and, and it wasn't like I was trying to intentionally do that. It was just in the sitting mm-hmm. and the having mm-hmm. to be still because oh, yeah. of I couldn't do anything. Wow. That God, like, he, he, he laid me down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know why? Because you, you're an audience of one. Amen. You're an audience of one. You know what I'm saying? Amen. It Amen. took you back to your roots. I mean, literally, I, I, I couldn't do anything but go to yield. I couldn't do anything but yield. Yeah. And so he, I mean, he answered me and just showing, showing me his son. He was like, yeah, I did allow it to happen to my son. Mm-hmm. And he was perfect. So I, I remember just seeing a vision of the cross and then lifting up my hands and going, God, forgive me for my anger. Forgive mm-hmm. me for my bitterness. Mm-hmm. And I began to just scream out. Nurses are walking in the room and they thought something was wrong with me. And I'm like, Lord, I forgive. His name was Miguel, mm-hmm. the guy who hit me. I, and they hadn't even found him. So I'm like, Lord, I forgive Miguel. I just bless his family. I mean, just the overwhelming goodness of the cross mm-hmm. caused me to literally just walk in forgiveness to the person that left me for dead on the street. Wow. So all I could do was like, Lord, like, thank you for Miguel. And I mean, it was supernatural because at the end of the day, I'm like, this man literally left me for dead on the street. And so nurses are coming into the hospital and they're going, they're crying and you could feel the presence of the Lord. And it was just the simplicity of the the gospel, but it was, it's still like, it it was still the the depth of what he Mm -hmm. did for us on, on the cross. I feel like that's what... That's why the presence of God was so strong in the room because, again, people were actually aware. People became aware. I became even aware of what God did for me Mm. in the place of my own pain. Mm. And it caused me not to just be like, "Um, me, 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 but him, 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 him. Like, look what he did. This this was our conversation this weekend. Mine and Brandon's was, um, he was listening to something and it was talking about the problem of pain. Wow. And it's that there is no other... Other than Christianity, there is no other belief or faith system that deals with the problem of pain in the way that Christianity deals with pain is that the perfect one suffered wow. like we suffer. That's good, Sally. No, you, oh in atheism, that nothing happened. Right, you know, there, right. there's no help. Yep, that's it. In any other belief system, there's no God. And that, maybe we talked about on the podcast last week, but, um, you know, David Platt talking to two mm. Muslims who said, well, I don't believe in Jesus because I don't believe that Jesus is the son of God because I don't think that God would stoop down. Wow. Mm. And not only did he stoop down to humanity, <sighs> he endured the worst mm. of it. And so that's why there is a moment mm. that our deep, deep pain allows us to see oh these sides gosh. and characters of God that we would never see otherwise. Wow. And that you don't, the verses that tell us that he's not unable to, to sympathize with yeah, us. Yeah. They don't, they don't mean anything until you're in the pain oh, and you're like, he Lord. sympathizes with mm-hmm. me because yeah. he endured the worst. And so we actually have a, 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 a solution to yeah. pain yeah. and mm-hmm. it is to yeah. look at the cross. Oh, and only people who have experienced mm-hmm. the deep yeah. pain can appreciate and come to know why that matters, like wow. why that's important. Yeah. And so I just undone over, over that that you experienced and 
that that is the response when you <gasps> see the cross. Like, I'm not alone out here in my pain, Man, but, yeah. you know, left to suffer and uh, <gasps> by a God who just inf- is sitting right. on his throne inflicting right. pain at me. Mm-hmm. Right, right, He's right. the one who endured the pain. <sighs> Gosh, worse than we could imagine, and yeah. so you know those. This has been on my mind ever since studying Revelation. Mm-hmm. Revelation, what's Revelation six? Before they do the trumpets, I believe, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the prayers and the worship <laughs> in the bowl. I'm just thinking, like, and I got God receives all of our worship, yeah. but in that moment when you got it, you know wow. what I'm saying? When you're at your lowest wow. and you got it. Like, does he receive that Ooh. in a different way? You know what I'm saying? When we talk right. about ministering to the heart of God, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Oh, I don't know. It just gives me gives me chills to think. Mm. Like your prayers, mm. your worship went to this bowl <laughs> that oh is before the throne of God. Mm. Wow, oh, man. Wow. I'll say this too, bro. I am so in this is why testimonies are so powerful. <sighs> and this is why it doesn't your story is obviously different mm. than mine and anybody mm-hmm. else in this mm-hmm. room, but our stories matter. No yeah. matter what that's it. Your story doesn't matter. That's it. I'm so encouraged by, how do I say it? Just the simplicity of how you love the Lord, Mm. you know, like where, and he has been sovereign to you. And in the moments where you needed him the most, he showed you. And it's funny that he didn't take you out of the situation. (laughs) He changed your heart to be, as you said it, to adore him even more. Mm. And that's what got you through it. But your love for the Lord all the way through your life. You know what I'm saying? He prepared you. Well, he prepares you for every moment, right. but that moment specifically, yep. and he allowed you to get through it by yep. the things that you have done in your entire life. Yep. Your mom bringing you to the house of prayer That's it. got you through that moment. You know what I'm saying? That's it. You're you're obedient anyway. All that Everything. stuff. Man. I'm just so encouraged by mm-hmm. by your love, man. Man, yeah. your adoration. Yeah. That's why I said the intimacy. Mm-hmm. That's why I, it's funny how the Lord does this. <laughs> the way I first saw you was, man, the intimacy that you have for the Whoa. Lord is tested. It is. Uh, mm. It's in. It's been in through in. How do I say endured? Mm. You've endured and you could see it, man. Wow. Uh, you could see the intimacy. I keep saying, right. I keep going back that sanctuary song. The Lord prepare me to be a sanctuary. Oh. If you're not like, tried oh, and no. true. Mm-hmm. It's tried and true. Literally been a, have that song on repeat. Mm. Literally. I've literally <laughs> so I'm funny. like, yeah, we're gonna put it on the set list. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Next week we're gonna figure out a way to put I mean. That's yeah. so funny. That's a, literally it's literally been in my mind. Yeah, same. Yeah. Wow. Well, I do have to ask. Mm-hmm. So, did they find the guy? Who yeah, called? I okay. want to know okay. where we get to. Okay, so, and it's crazy. I, oh, I'm Alex is taking a deep breath. You, you do. Sorry, no, he's, he good. already knows. I, I, there's so many details. Like, there's mm-hmm. literally so many details. But Caleb locked him up. But um, yeah. I okay. So, man, this is crazy. I'm trying to figure out how to condense this. So. It was the last day of the investigation mm-hmm. uh, and the detective came in. This is after I was released from the hospital. Detective came in to the house of prayer, actually, because no, I was no. meeting with Billy Humphrey. And uh, he said, hey, uh, even my detective friends have been telling me to give up on this. It had already been a year that it passed. Oh, my gosh. Now, this isn't the guy who hit you. This is the guy who called. Right? Okay, so. Well, both. So, Do both. Okay, so both. Okay, so. Okay, so let, before I say that, let me go back mm-hmm. to. Uh, the guy who was at the scene of the accident who told me to lay down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I get a Facebook message from Ten, uh, and you know he. I remember him being all tatted up and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Is is really cool. But he Facebook messages me still with colorful language, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was like, "Yo, what the bleed, man? man how you doing? Bleed, bleed, bleed. <laughs> and I was like, "Man, I'm doing, I'm doing good." Mm-hmm. And he said, "I just gotta tell you something, man." He said, "At the scene of the accident, he goes, I believe God." It was God that made you be there. And I was like, oh, 
And this guy's like completely yeah. unchurched. And you yeah. didn't know him before this moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At all. And, and really hadn't kept up with him mm-hmm. until he messaged me on Facebook. And so he says, uh, I don't, I don't know if you, I, he was like, I just want to tell you this. He's like, as you were laying down this guy again. So what, how, what I remember, this guy comes up and he tells me not to touch you. And then he tells you to lay down. And so he goes, and in that moment, I look back, and as cars are pulling up, this guy is going around the scene of the accident saying to everybody, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, I look back at you, then I look back at him, and then he's gone. And then he looks at me. He looks, I mean, he uh, he messages me, and he says, uh, man, I think that had to be a bleaking angel. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, this, it, it all came full circle because yeah. even with my leg, uh, yeah. nobody did a tourniquet on it or anything like that. That's, I kept wondering, yeah. like, nobody, is, was anybody going to tie nothing, off your leg? You know, nothing. oh my gosh. It's just gosh. crazy how this, I believe it was the angel said, nobody touch him. Lay down. It was like, man, it was almost like, don't interfere with, with what yeah, God's about doing. to do. Yeah. I had, anyway, so, so so still, and I even have I even have the police report to prove it. Like they never found the guy who called nine one one. Wow, never found him. The second guy, I know, I know, I know. I can't make phones, this up. If you at the end of this be like, I'm just kidding, this never happened. I'm just so mad at you. Uh, I've got the police report to prove it too, man. I'm like, I got I got to get this for you know history's sake. But, yes, but oh my um. Gosh. But yeah, so the second guy, who, his name was Miguel, uh, they were going to close the investigation a year. It was a year from the day. And he was like, yeah, my guys are telling me to give up. And uh, what I did not know about a detective is that he would go home to his wife and cry mm. because he felt the presence of the Lord over the case. I had no idea because they can't really, really relate to you like that. It has to be very. And I had no idea that he was going home being gripped by whatever God was doing. Was he a follower of Christ? You know? <laughs> yes. Wow. I had no idea though. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. So he ended up like going and starting a church plant in South Dakota somewhere. So anyway, that's a horror story. Of course he did. So anyway, but I didn't know he was a believer. But anyway, so he stuck with the case because God told him to. And so he, and the last day of the investigation, he was like, there's nothing I can do. And my mom was there and Billy Humphrey was there. And so I was like, you know what? My, my heart is good. And my mom was like, nah, baby, we, we got to get him. <laughs> you know, she's a justice woman. That's, That's your mama. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know what? God is a God of justice and mercy. He does mm-hmm. it perfectly. We don't do it perfectly, mm-hmm. but he does. Wow. And so anyway, I was, I was cool. I was all right with it. Uh, and then he walks out. My mom walks out talking with Pastor Billy. And then all of a sudden, 10 minutes later, he runs back in. My mom runs back in. He was like, we caught him. And I'm what? like, Huh? What? I know. Yeah. I know. It's, it's wild. We caught him. I'm like, huh? He was like, my good friend in Charlotte, North Carolina. So they were tracking. I guess they were tracking him. And he put his kids in the school system in Charlotte and got them because wow. ICE was after him too. Who? Ice. Ice. Oh. The immigrant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ice. I'm like, who <laughs> was that? Ice. Ice. I'm sorry, I'm for real. <laughs> <laughs> this is an international spot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shut down. Yeah. Dang it. I don't think you can say ISIS on podcast. Yeah. Yeah. First video we oh, done, bro. Oh no, they, they were not. Yeah. For the record, it was I C E. Yeah, there we go. Got it. Ice um, was after him, so 
He got the call. He said, hey, we found Miguel. There was kids in the school system in Charlotte, North Carolina. We're going to get them. Hmm. And I'm like, whoa. Like the turn, the, uh-huh. the turn of events, like and within 10 minutes. Hmm. And so they caught Miguel. Uh, he gets arrested. They had also arrested like eight other brothers because they were in on hiding him. Mm. It was it's a whole law. Mm. I mean, it's mm. a whole yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. So there was a letter that I had written to Miguel in Spanish. Uh, and I don't write in Spanish, I don't speak good Spanish at all, but I was living with a Colombian family and I said, Hey, I really want to do this just mm. in case I saw him. And the crazy thing was it was also a way to steward my own heart. You know, mm. Proverbs of Luke wow, four, yeah. twenty three says, you know, there's a lot in the heart. Mm-hmm. You know, the issues are in the heart. Mm. Steward your heart with mm. all diligence. Mm. And that was a way for me to steward my oh, heart dude. was actually to write this letter and go, man, well, I think there's still some stuff in there, mm. you know? And so as I'm writing it saying, well, I, just, I forgive you, Miguel. I forgive you. Mm. The Lord's revealing places that I hadn't forgiven Miguel. So it was a way to kind of steward, you know, steward my own heart. But anyway, I had this letter and uh, I wanted to give it to him. I never got to give it to him, but I did walk in there and I had it in my hand. I walked into the courtroom and he, he sat, it was far away. I was in the back. And when he came in, I could see him just with tears mm-hmm. in his eyes. And again, because of the encounter that I had in the hospital, all I could feel was compassion for this mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh man, it's just a broken man who wow. made a mistake. And I mean, my heart was touched with such compassion. I just like in the prayer room, just begin, uh, in the courtroom, just begin to pray for him. And so they caught him. They gave him five years, and then he had to be deported. Mm-hmm. The crazy thing about this is that because a Spanish man hit me, a Latino, he hit me, the Lord turned my heart and changed my heart towards Latinos. And I began to actually serve wow. in the Spanish ministry. So now I love Latinos more than I love my own people. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, crazy? Nothing <laughs> and you've been, and you've been to the nations. I've been to the nations, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And remember what that lady told you in the hospital. That's right. Mm. Lord, That's use right. it for good. Yeah. Mm. Hey, insane. <laughs> what was my question? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's insane. Oh, shoot. <laughs> it was be a good one, too. <laughs> I'll figure it out. I'll get, I'll get it. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So what year was all, all when everything wrapped up? Oh, sorry. No, go, go, go. Yeah. Uh, when everything wrapped up, it was uh, 2012. Wow. So the accident happened August 21st, 2011. Okay. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that's when it was like all, all wrapped oh up. Oh my gosh. That. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it wasn't a question, but it, <laughs> but it was, uh, I just think, it, man, again, just story, how your story just weaved through where they mm. caught the guy and yeah. where you now serve at church. It's crazy. In Charlotte, man. Yeah. Oh, that is wild. Yeah. So how did, uh, catch us up on like then the la- the year since then until gotcha. now. Cool. So man, there is a lot, y'all. <laughs> Oh my God. I, 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 it needs to be like maybe another time. Yes, where I absolutely. All this stuff. We'll do Caleb part yeah. two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm but, done. But um, so ended up serving in uh, a place called Victory Vida, Victory Vida, Telemundo. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good Telemundo no, but, voice. Victory uh, Vida and, and went on more missions trips. I mean, I, if oh, I yeah. would not have lost my leg, I probably would have never been connected with the Spanish ministry, mm-hmm. which I did wow. literally missions with for a long long time and fell in love Mm -hmm. with the and learn to sing and speak the language yeah 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 Yeah. and so uh where all did you go guatemala belize nicaragua where else 
Italy's not really. I mean, they're like, mm, but I mean, yeah. but, but yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But, but I went to, but I went to Guatemala yeah. like six times. Wow. And just Charlie almost died it. twice. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Had, had to save Charlie. Oh yeah. my gosh! So, that makes a story. Yeah. Yeah. You're the one yeah. in the wheelchair now, bro. <laughs> 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 we're like, like both in the wheelchair. Like I'm on that off. He's like. Mm. <laughs> He literally from pizza, bro. He had IV on, in the plane. IV, uh, is he allergic or is it just well? He was dehydrated too because he eats all the meat, he ate all the meat that he can <laughs> put his eyes on. Alex makes a good pecan. <laughs> Were you here with this or you just heard the No, I wasn't, I wasn't there, but I, I remember like seeing him on Instagram. I don't know. He was documenting on Instagram. His- That's what we were had a problem with. I'm like, you ain't dying, bro. You putting things on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if Charlie hears this, I love you. Charlie, you probably will. Too funny. So funny. But yeah, so long story short, uh-huh. uh, I, I, I don't serve in a Spanish ministry now, mm-hmm. but for years and years after, I served, and so I have, and then I end up getting married to an, a beautiful Latina, Claudia hey. Nicodemo. <laughs> it's graves now. But yeah, so she's Colombian and Italian, and so I always pray to the Lord, Lord, I want to marry Latina, please, Lord, oh. but one that loves Jesus. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And so yeah, we got married. Wow, three months ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. congratulations! Three months ago. Oh, wow, yeah, yeah. congrats. When was not a worship? We all married it. Yeah, no, yeah, okay. yeah. No, yeah. We're, we're married. It was like a month ago. Yeah, oh. no, something like that. No, it's been like. No, it was not a month. It was like two years ago. Something. A month. I don't know. It feels like eternity, bro. It does. It does. <laughs> it Is it does. at the end of June? We're gonna figure this out because we get facts straight. So. <laughs> we do. Apparently, we do. We try. That's awesome. Bro. But yeah. Oh, yeah. very nice. Yeah. Well, kill. I don't even know. <laughs> I'm gonna need. Can I have the rest of the day off? Yeah. <laughs> process sure. this. No, just yeah. kidding. I wanna. Um, no, we'll definitely bring him back. Please, mm. please come back. This was beautiful. Thank you Aww. for sharing your story, your testimony, and um, I feel encouraged. I wanna really. It's not take the day off. I wanna go spend time with the Lord. Like yeah. it just Amen. makes me love Jesus mm. uh, more, mm. and it makes me. I think this is what good testimony sharing does. Mm. It makes me look at mm-hmm. oh Lord. We got yeah. some work to do. Like, mm-hmm. yes, there's in a good some, way. yeah, in yeah. the best Absolutely. way. It's yeah. Not, yeah. not from a place of shame, but yeah. like, I want to see you more clearly. I want to wow. love you more. I want all barriers removed. Yeah. Like, what do, what do I need to do? I mean, mm. we've talked about we talked about forgiveness last mm-hmm. last week Crazy. on the podcast, yeah. and we you might need to come back and teach <laughs> us more say, about <laughs> forgiveness. Alex some good still had, about yeah, yeah mm. Alex still had you know three quarters of his oh, notes, yeah. and so we may need to talk about that because what a process. Yeah. To steward your heart and yeah. to make your heart mm. go that direction is steward key. I think um, a lot of times people will wait for the, f- we talked about this, there wait for the feeling to there forgive. Like mm. maybe when the feeling goes away, I can forgive. No, you're supposed to instruct your 100%. own heart wow. to yes, where to go. It. It. So already, oh, God, that's a no. that's a message right come there. On like, now. Um, wow. So thank you so much. It's this was powerful mm. and I can't wait to hear. I I love hearing the feedback from the podcast and I know we're going to get like yes. crazy messages yes. and we'll be sure to share those Aww. too. But thank you, Lord, for what you've done um, to save your life. Giving you a clarity how to communicate your story. Oh you, know what I'm wow. you said it, a, you said it in a so very- So clear and yeah. concise wow. and um, just see the, 
see the thread all the way mm, through yeah. of uh, the Lord's hand in your life and um, His love for you and um, how He just, for all of us, wants to be the thing, the main yes. thing, the center. Mm, yes. And He will remove, this is from the message, He will remove all obstacles yes, in will. His love and His grace, mm-hmm. even though in the physical it may not look or feel like love and grace. We're like, yeah. how are you doing this to That's me? It. But for the sake of our hearts and our souls, He will do the things that are necessary. And That's so, um, thank you for sharing that. You're like That's a cool. modern day Stephen. You know what I'm saying? Wow. You know what I'm saying? You, that's what I think oh, about. Wow. Wow. Through, we're, wow. we're sitting there laying down, just looking up. Mm-hmm. Man, wow. My gosh. Beautiful. Caleb. Man. Thanks for being guys. here, brother. Yeah, thanks for being so here. Much. I feel like a son of the house, man. This mm-hmm. is what unity looks like. You can mm-hmm. come from different bodies and yeah. mm-hmm. yes. really, you know, bring a fresh deposit and be deposited into. Mm-hmm. So I really thank you guys. I love you guys. Yeah. Well, thank you for you being our first time, guest. Please yes. come back. Please. Now, this gets millions of views worldwide, so you might be famous. He's only exaggerating a little. <laughs> so funny. You never know. Oh, man. I love yeah. you guys. We appreciate love you, you. We love you. And we can't wait to have you back. Yes. So thank you. Thanks, bro. All right. All right. Bye, See guys. guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Overflow Podcast of New River Church, where we seek to provide authentic, practical, biblical encouragement beyond Sunday services. We hope you enjoyed this conversation. And if you'd like to learn more about New River, please visit us online at newriver.church or join us in person on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. and 1115 a.m. We'll talk to you next week, same time, same place. May God cover you with His goodness and grace and may Jesus always be enough.